Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 708, 708. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you in the listening audience how to receive one. Uh, please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I have a strong message from the Lord. We're continuing on in the book of James, in chapter 3. And I also have some music and letters, but not right now let's go to the throne and ask the Lord to anoint this program. Father, we ask that you anoint this program and that you anoint everyone to receive it, that you uh, open up everyone's minds so that there's a clear channel for them to receive. And Lord, uh, as usual, give me the open channel from heaven to uh, explain your word so that people are not, uh, that they're not ignorant or that they don't know what your word means and what it says. Lord, that souls may be saved and that you're strengthened. Rebuke Satan constantly, Lord, and open up doors for us and close every door to him. And uh, heal all your children throughout the world and give them finances. And, Lord, for all your children everywhere in the world. For I ask it in Jesus' name that souls may be saved in the church, strengthened in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here's Porter Wagner now. He's singing a song called Angel Band. It's like he knew that, uh, and a lot of people know, they get the uh, message from the Lord that he's going to take them into eternity. And this, uh, that's what this song is all about. So listen to it closely. It's a real great song. Porter Wagner, Angel Band. My latest son is thinking fast. My race is nearly run. My strongest trials now are past. My triumph has begun. Behold 
they come I hear the noise of wings Oh, come, angel band Come and around me stand Oh, bear me away on your snow Praise the Lord. A very good friend of mine, he actually, when we opened the Alamo of Nashville, and it's a real nice clothing store that uh, suited up the stars in Nashville and Hollywood and New York, everywhere. Uh, People all over uh, went to that store. And so um, he was a glitzy kind of a guy. He used to wear these uh, outfits made by nudie. And I made a few of them for him myself. And they were, of course, with wagon wheels all over them. But anyway, here we go with uh, chapter 3. He's in heaven now. I mean, look at all the beautiful gospel songs that he has sung. He's such a nice guy. Okay, um, my brethren, be not many masters. Well, what does that mean? The Lord tells us that we are to give all of our heart, that means all of it, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, all, 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 A-L-L, to the Lord. So how, if we're going to serve him, could we be many masters? We, uh, We just really need to serve the Lord. That's our career. Of course, now we have to work. Or we don't eat, the Bible says, but we only have one master. Be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Because then the Lord tells you to serve, give him all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That means everything. And so they... Um, The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. 
and render unto God, Jesus said, that which is God. Well, God, render unto God that which is God. All right, that means all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. So what does that leave for for Caesar or Satan? Not much, amen? But the Lord says for us to give him taxes. That's all that um, Satan uh, gets because he's uh, in this world focusing primarily on gold. And in the kingdom of heaven, gold is a put down. Uh, The streets are made out of gold there. So we pay taxes. But they put me in prison on false charges because I paid taxes if I owed them. And uh, they paid uh, criminals to testify falsely against me. They said they'd give them reward by letting them out of prison for drugs and all the other things that they were in prison for. But I praise and thank the Lord for it. But those that are many masters shall receive greater condemnation. What's better, uh, worse than condemnation? Worse than condemnation is greater condemnation. Verse 2, for in many things we offend all, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You're going to offend God, the entire triune Godhead, and all, everybody in the world. For in many things we offend all. Like, if we're supposed to be giving our heart, soul, mind, and strength to the Lord, and we don't, then we're neglecting mankind. Because if we were doing everything that the Lord said to do, and we're putting everything else down, then we would be pleasing God and not offending anyone, because when you're preaching the gospel to people, Actually, the Bible says that the people in the world are hungering and thirsting and groaning to hear the word of God and to see the word of God put into action. But the Bible says in verse 2, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, says, For in many things we offend everybody. If any man offend not in word... If you uh, preach false doctrine, that means that people that receive, if you tell people once saved, always saved, you're offending God and man in word, in the word of God, because you're telling them fallacy that caused their soul to go to hell, or that you're telling them that they can continue sinning even after the Lord has washed you from your filthy sins and given you the power of God within you to be able to keep the commandments from now on, and you still keep sinning. The people that are preaching these uh, false doctrines are those that want to have large congregations because people love to hear smooth things. They want to, you know, there's like an itch in their ears to want to hear to fill their ears full of false doctrine. They are so ready, the people in this world, to receive false doctrine. That is just incredible. And uh, even if they know deep down in their hearts that they're going to hell for believing it, they still do because it's so comforting to them. They feel comfort when they say, 
Well, your wife committed adultery. But, you know, the Lord says for us to forgive. But remember, folks, the Lord never said that we could forgive adultery or fornication. Uh, after you've been saved and after you've been washed in the blood, you've tasted the good word of God and the spirit and the things uh, regarding the kingdom of heaven, and then you would go and commit adultery, fornication, become a lesbian or a homosexual, you have um, offended everybody in the world. You've trampled the word of God underfoot. You've trampled the Son of God, his blood underfoot, and put him out to an open shame. But the Lord says, if uh, any man offends not in, in word, the same guy, the same person is perfect. The same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. So verse 3 says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body with that little bit. Verse 4, Behold also the ships, which, uh, though they be so great, so large, and are driven of fierce winds, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the uh, governor listeth. Well, there's a man on the ship that is the governor of it. He governs where it goes. And so he turns it with his small helm, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Tells you you can commit sin, once saved, always saved. Oh, come to my church and I'll lick your wounds. Come to my church and I'll tell you some lies, some pretty lies that you're going to love. Forgive your wife for committing adultery on you. After all, she's the weaker vessel. And uh, she just made a mistake. No, what she did was, the Bible says, that she committed adultery. That's sin. That's not a mistake. And then a lot of people, are uh, the drunks in the world, are saying that drunkenness is a sickness. It's not a sickness. God would never send your soul to hell for a sickness. He says, no drunkard shall enter the kingdom of heaven. God being a good God, why would he, if you were sick? That'd be the same as saying no person that has cancer shall enter the kingdom of God. Because cancer may be caused by a sin, but it's still, the cancer itself is not a sin, it's a plague. And drunkenness is a, uh, 
person is a drunken spirit. It's an evil spirit that's in a person. The same as a homosexual spirit. So I don't want to offend in the word. I, I'm not going to. I'm telling you the truth. Because if I was telling you the wrong thing, I'd wind up in hell myself. From discouraging you. As even so, the tongue is a little member. And it boasts us great things. Oh, how great. Well, drunkenness is a sickness. Uh, you will not go to hell for drunkenness. Thou shalt not surely die. Thou shalt not go to hell. Adultery you should forgive. Uh, that's not a sin. Uh, you know, the Lord knows that we're weak and he is strong. Yeah, the Lord knows all these things and he tells us how to be strong. Flee the appearance of adultery and flee the appearance of booze or pills or uppers, downers, inners, outers, pot, pills, cocaine, crack, all these different things that people today think are so smart because they've been told that once saved, always saved. No matter what you do, you're still going to heaven. But that's the exact opposite of the word of God. So this is another tongue. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Well, what's a little fire? Well, uh, let's see. Let's say the devil says, let's start a little fire here. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to put a little flame in your heart. A little bit of hell, but a little bit, a little leaven, a little poison will poison your whole spirit, your soul, your body, your mind. And so, just behold, look at her, um, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. People tell with their tongues, they boast, you come to my church and you will not go to hell. You can commit adultery, fornication, you can murder people every day of your life. Just light a few candles, say a few Hail Marys, say a few All Fathers, and you're and then slip us an envelope that's got some green stuff in it. Don't put any coins in the basket. Just folding stuff, okay? And uh, how great a matter, a little fuego, a little fire kindles in your little uh, pea-picking heart. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, a world of sin. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and setteth fire on the uh, the very course of nature and it is set on fire of hell so all these false preachers they're using their tongues to send your soul to hell the bible says that the tongue has the power to save and also the power to destroy now, if you believe the wrong tongue, preaching the wrong word, which is offending God in everything they're saying, 
Well, then you're going to believe that and you're going to go to hell for believing it even. So it sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. Verse 7, for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. They can be tamed and has been tamed of uh, mankind. I've seen horses and birds tamed where they can talk and they'll fly down to you and land on your shoulder or your arm. Verse 8, but the tongue can no man tame. So this is uh, the word of God warning you not to listen to everything you hear. Because everyone, these uh, false prophets have unruly tongues. Uh, those that are lost, that are attacking the house of God, they have unruly tongues. They're telling people things that the Bible said it's all right, that it's all wrong. And so they're offending the word of God. And they're offending, they should be offending you because you'll find out at the judgment bar of God that they were wrong. Why? Because you never investigated yourself to find out if they were telling the truth or not. The way to investigate is to listen to my program or pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. Verse 8. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So watch out what people are saying to you. Test the spirits to see if they be true. Well, how do you test the spirits? Well, there's all kinds of spirits, demonic spirits in the world, and there is only one. There's uh, seven spirits of God that are actually one. So you test the spirits by reading the word of God or listening to my program because I'm going to tell you what the word of God says. Verse 9. Therewith blessed we God, even the Father, and therewith cursed we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Well, do you say that I'm cursing God now, and that I'm cursing people? I'm not cursing men. What I'm doing is telling you the truth. And I'm saying that Satan is cursed, and so are you if you follow him. So you have to learn to rightly divide the word. Therewith bless we God, even the Father. Oh, everybody says, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And therewith curse we men. Well, how do we curse men? We don't preach the gospel to them. We tell them lies that once saved, always saved, and that no one can be perfect, and it goes on and on, and that it's all right to be married, men with men, women with women. It's not right to be married to a man and woman because the devil doesn't want you to keep the commandment of being married and multiplying 
uh, the people on Earth. Less than 1% of the world is populated. There's more water and oil enough to last us forever. It's true that the Earth has uh, lost its strength, and that's why we need supplements and the right ones, so there's so many bad supplements. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Verse 10, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Verse 11, doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? No, that'd be something you'd have to drink on one side of the fountain or the other, or if it's mingled together, sweet and bitter water, it doesn't work that way. But you've got a tongue that's not able to be tamed, and you're not seeking the spirit to have the power to be able to tame your tongue. No man can tame the tongue, so we have to be in the Spirit. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because the fountain, our tongue, is not supposed to bring forth the sweetness of God's word and then bitter words that tell you that there's a purgatory, that you should pray to Mary, that you, if you murder somebody, you can just light a few candles and have it forgiven. What in the world does a candle have to do with murderers? Do you think that candles can save a person's soul? No. The Bible says that only the blood of Jesus can take away sin. No candles. No Hail Marys. <laughs> That's like not even funny. No Our Fathers. Blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus taketh away the sins of the world. Verse 12. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? No fig trees have figs. Olive trees have olives. Either a vine, can they bring forth figs? A vine? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Verse 13. Who, isn't it amazing the wisdom of the word of God? Verse 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. What does that mean? To show out of a good conversation. Another good conversation would be where he's telling you about the word of God. And he's not putting any heresy in there, like some of the heresy that I've mentioned. To have a good conversation, his works with meekness of wisdom. Verse 14, but if you have bitter envying and uh, strife in your hearts, 
you're actually angry with the word of God and you strive with the Lord over it and strive with people that preach it. Bitter envyings because the Lord is uh, blessing you because you are preaching the truth just as the Lord blessed Abel and cursed Cain's offerings. And Cain became filled with envy and murdered his brother. And if any um, interpretation of the Bible says he killed his brother, uh-uh, he murdered him. Now, murder is where you're plotting to murder people like the government. This satanic one-world government plotted to murder the people at Waco and how they're hiring people to murder Christian pastors, preachers and teachers, and also lay people that love the Lord. But if you have bitter envy and strife, well, then, you know, you're going to murder somebody because there's murder in your hearts. Don't glory about that. Glory not and lie not against the truth. Well, look at all the people in the world now that are lying against the word of God. Isn't that lying against the truth? Because the word of God, Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life. So don't be lying against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly sensual and devilish because you're making up filthy lies and speaking against the truth with them in hopes to get the people of the Lord murdered by bringing up adversity about them and glorifying. You hear all these stupid people glorifying this Obama and Clinton we know what she is because we know what he is. Birds of a feather flock together. She's united herself with him. And everybody's just cheering them on. Uh, because that's what you are. You know, you love uh, people that are the same as you. Wicked. You know if he did with Miss Lewinsky what he did, that he did the same thing with... His wife. Well, they do it all the time. Amen? Oh. Well, who wants one of those for a president of the United States? And who wants that Muslim to be sitting in the White House? Who wants the other one? That's talking about, you know, his uh, war stories. They're devilish. This wisdom descendeth not from heaven, but it is earthly, sensual, devilish, out of the pit of hell. For Verse 16, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Wait a minute. Every evil work? Yes, every evil work, God's word says. 
because Satan is the author of confusion. The devil is the author of confusion. This uh, kind of wisdom, and uh, they lie against the truth. Lying against the truth, this wisdom descends not from heaven, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, they envy the people of the Lord because God is blessing us and they want what we have, but they don't want to pay the price. They don't want to surrender themselves unto the Lord. They think that they can have what we have by being the slaves of Satan. You can't have, it won't happen. And then in the last minute of your life, the last second, you're going to be screaming out for help from the Lord and the Lord saying, he says, he's not going to listen to you. And then when you start panicking and you start screaming out, oh, Father God, please, no. He's going to say, oh, Father God, please, no. He's going to mock you, he said, and he's going to laugh at you. <laughs> you stinking weasel. For where envy and strife is, when you're striving against God, you envy those like Cain envied Abel. There is confusion in every, every, every evil thing. This weasel Cain wanted to put an end to humanity by killing his brother. And he wanted to get married to Abel's twin sister because she was prettier than his sister. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, no confusion, gentle, and easy to be entreated, easy to receive, easy to understand, full of mercy because we get power from God and good fruits. We get all the good fruit. The Bible says that he spreads a table before our enemies. Uh, There's all kinds of different manna and fruits and meats on the table of the Lord. It's like the word of God. It's spiritual food without partiality. We can't be partial to anybody. And without hypocrisy. What hypocrites these people are accusing the Christians of doing something evil, and they're the ones that are murdering people. And they're having sexual intercourse with little boys and girls, these uh, satanic Roman Catholic cultists. And they're homosexuals, disgusting. Verse 18, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Well, how do we make peace? Well, it's talking about having peace between human beings and God. Well, how do we have a peace with the Lord? By receiving what the Bible says about what we're to do. 
Don't uh, forget that uh, we uh, have to have works with faith. Faith without works is dead. So in order to have peace with God, we have to receive the fruit of righteousness, the word of God, which is sown by those of us in peace. Our point to, so the reason that we're sowing this word of God unto you is because, first of all, we're under commandment to do it, but so that when you repent and ask the Lord to enter your heart, into your spirit, into your soul, then you'll have peace with God and peace of them that make peace, that preach the peace of God unto you. You know where all these wars and uh, fightings come from? Verse uh, Chapter 4, verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Look at you folks, uh, you call yourself Christians, you got some kind of war going on with each other and fightings among yourselves. Come they not, come these wars and uh, fightings, come they not of your lusts that war in your members? Your lust and have not. There's all these people that are lusting after the opposite sex, and some are lusting after the same sex, and they don't have anyone. Because all it is is a fantasy in their brains. They don't have anything. You lust, and you don't have anything. You murder and desire to have. Do you think that you're going to have anything if you lust and murder people? Do you think God's going to give you anything? You're crazy if you think so. You desire to have and cannot obtain. You cannot. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. You don't ask for repentance. You don't ask for the power of God in you, and you don't ask the for the things that the Lord gives to those that keep his commandments and pray unto him. Verse 3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You don't believe that ye may consume it upon your lusts. In other words, you eat it upon among your uh, lusts. In other words, you're saying, I pray to God and he doesn't give me anything. Well, what is this? You people are committing adultery in your heart, fornication. Verse 4, you adulterous and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity, is war with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Think about that when you're going out to party tonight or Friday, Saturday night. Verse 5, do you think that the scriptures say in vain that the word of God is just vain? 
The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. You don't want to do anything to merit receiving something from God, but you envy people that God blesses because they do what he says. Verse 6, but the, he giveth more power, more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives power unto the humble. So the more you help people, the more God is going to help you. When you're sowing good works unto people, the Lord is going to pile blessings upon you. I'm talking about poor, rich, whoever. I feel very sorry for rich people that don't have the word of God, and they look so bewildered that they don't know why they're cursed so much. Like one of those very rich men, I can't remember whether it's the old man Rockefeller or J. Paul Giddy, that they had to just, all he could drink was mother's milk. He had to go to these mother milk. Some of the mothers are so poverty-stricken that they have to sell their milk, at least some of it, in order to survive. So the Lord gives grace unto the humble, and the rich man... God resists the proud, the rich, but gives power, grace unto the humble. Verse 7, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What does that mean? Just forget your money. Give it to people like myself that's going to do something good with it, and I'll take you with me when... Yeah, you keep it in your account and just you write checks for all the things that I tell you to write checks for. And you'll see a lot of happy people. And there won't be any expenses uh, taken out of it for me or anybody else. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. This is a beautiful promise here. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's verse 7. Isn't that something? So people think that they got to shut their mouths. That's when Satan will consume you. But you have to resist him. If you don't know how to resist him, write me or call me or uh, fax me or email me and I'll show you what you should do in the particular problem that you have. Verse 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Turn your back on him and he'll turn his back on you. God doesn't need you. You and I need God. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands. How do you do that, you sinners? Get washed in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse your hands. Don't do evil any longer. And purify your hearts. Ye double-minded people. Verse 9. Purify your hearts. How do you do that? By just cleansing your hearts with the blood of Jesus and the word of God. Because the word of God is spirit and life. And the spirit symbolizes the blood. Like the spirit is the same as the blood. That's why the Lord says to drink the blood of Jesus. 
drink in the spirit of God because the spirit of God is life. And the Bible says also that the blood of Jesus, there's life in the blood of Jesus. Eternal life, not just mortal life, which you already have. You must be born again. Verse 9, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. What for? Because don't you see all the problems in this world? Get real. Forget about all the movies and all that, the pizzazz, the distractions in the world. Verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of God, of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. 11, lift you up, what does that mean? Well, if you're in a toilet of a house with no food, no groceries, not able to pay your bills, you don't have heat, your lights, gas, all the different things, he'll lift you up. There isn't anything that he'll withhold from those that love him and keep his word. Verse 11, speak not evil one of another, brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, with your own judgment, that is, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. And a false judge at that. Verse 12. There is one lawgiver, that's the Lord, who is able to save and to destroy. He's able to save your soul and he's able to destroy your soul. The Bible also said, Jesus said, Fear not him who can take the kill the body, which is the devil, but fear him who can kill your body and send your soul to hell. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Nothing is what you are. You have to judge with the word of God. Otherwise, you're going to be judged with some idiot's judgment. Verse 13. Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and uh, continue there a year and buy uh, and uh, sell and get gain verse 14 whereas you don't know what shall be on the morrow what's going to happen tomorrow to you for what is your life what is it? Well, I know my life is Christ because I died when I went to the Lord. He saved my soul. So uh, for what is your life? It's the Lord. And the reason for it is it is even a vapor. Our temporal life is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Verse 15. 
for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, if it's the Lord's will, we shall live and do this or that. Verse 16. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. You're boasting, I'm going to do this and that next week and a month from now I'll do this and that. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. And that's the end of chapter 4. And really, this is uh, its just perfect. It came out on time. Okay, we have some letters. Go ahead, read them. From Nigeria, it says, Sir, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I really want to thank God for how he is using your literature and tapes to affect the lives of many positively. I saw one of your pieces of literature tagged Mass Suicide, and the content was very nice. Sir, I will be very much grateful if you will send to me some of your literature and tapes to enable me to grow in the spirit. If my request is considered, you can send them through my postal address below, signed Elijah from Nigeria, Africa. Okay, do you have another quick one? Yes, from Los Angeles, California. Please send me some audio cassettes and some of your recent inspiring messages. Thank you, and may the Lord continue to keep you in the hollow of his hands. In Jesus' love, Bob Bruno from Los Angeles, California. Well, the Lord bless both of you, brothers. And sisters, and our time is up now for this program. And so it's time to pray. And the Lord wants you to be rich in faith, but broken in spirit. To have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And the Lord cannot enter into a person that doesn't humble themselves. Because humbling yourself is like a, an egg. You can't eat the egg unless you break it. And a uh, seed cannot grow unless it's planted and then it breaks open and the life can come out of it. And the Lord wants to enter into us, into you, so that he can also enter out of you to pour himself out from you into other people. And the, we start out by being born again of the Spirit. And all you need to do is Start out by saying this prayer, and the Lord will bless you and crack you open. And just follow his word, and that's the process it takes to be broken open and to have a contrite heart. Say to the Lord right now, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all our former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, and the Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away, Lord Jesus, with your precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just raise your hands up 
and praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory, all the thanks for your salvation. And Sharon, let's tell the people in the listening audience how they can receive a copy of this message, a number 708, free of charge, including the proceeds handily. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. Okay, here's Porter Wagner again to sing, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Uh, what a privilege to carry everything that we have to the Lord in prayer because he hears us and he'll answer us. Porter Wagner, what a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and grief to bear What a privilege to carry Everything God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not care And temptations If there's trouble Anywhere We should never be Discouraged Cause all we have to do is Take it to the Lord In prayer So faithful Who will all our sorrow share Jesus knows our every weakness Take it to the Lord in prayer Take it to the Lord in prayer. 